1: Price. Go to your happy price, price line.
2: Hey, do you want your Green Bay Packers coverage to revolve entirely around Aaron Rodgers' drama? Made-up stuff about his personality, his family, his relationship with Coach LaFleur, the drama of drafting Jordan Love, whether or not Rodgers will be traded to the Dallas Cowboys and or Chicago Bears? Great! Tune in to every other football podcast out there, because you're not going to find that here. broadcasting live from an undisclosed location on planet earth it's your special honeymoon edition of the daily cheese that's right folks the new missus is sound asleep so you know what that means drag out my old laptop a pair of beat-up headphones shut off the air conditioning so I have a nice mostly quiet environment in what i will disclose as a very hot location to record and now i get to talk about some football stuff If this is your first time tuning in and you want to complain about the sound quality, first of all, please direct your complaints to Mr. Ryan Schlipp, the pack daddy of the Packernet Podcast, and tell him to pay me. Secondly, as mentioned, I am on the road and I don't have my normal recording equipment, which is a big part of why this daily cheese is kind of functioning more as a weekly cheese right now. I had to wait for the neighbor's dog here to stop barking, but he finally seems to be distracted by something, so let's hurry up and talk about some Packers news. If you've been listening to the Packernet podcast, you're already caught up on some of the big stuff like Devin Funches not being on the team anymore. He opted out because he doesn't want to play during COVID. This was truly shocking news for most people who didn't even know that Devin Funches was a Packer. But the good news here is Funches might have about the same impact this year as he would have had he played the season. Alright, that's alright. He's not on the team anymore, we can stop pretending we like him. Nobody was excited about the Devin Funches signing, although he was a big upgrade from Geronimo Allison. The big question, of course, is will general manager Brian Gutekunst sign another receiver to replace Funches? Well, it might happen, but don't hold your breath. Here's the reality of the situation. This is a new-look Packers offense, totally different from what we're accustomed to under Mike McCarthy. Would Matt LaFleur like to have some more elite wide receivers? Sure, who wouldn't? But the wide receiver position is just not that important to him or his offensive scheme. Running back and tight end are way more important. As is this mysterious H-back position we've been hearing so much about. In fact, almost as soon as Funchus opted out, the Packers claimed another H-back off the waivers. Mr. John Lovett, who was just released by the Kansas City Chiefs. Interestingly, we learned yesterday that the San Francisco 49ers also put in a waiver claim to try and pick up Lovett for themselves. So what is an H-back, and why is it so important in Matt LaFleur's offense? Well, keep in mind first that H-back is more of a role than a position. H-backs are flex guys. They're typically a tight end with some fullback responsibilities. We did see the Packers try and use third-round pick tight end Jay Sternberger in this way at the end of last season after he came back from injury. But that's because they didn't have anybody else to fill that spot. Now they do, after drafting Josiah DeGuara, Jay Sternberger is likely to be more of a prototypical tight end. They are apparent to Jimmy Graham. Cincinnati's Tyler Eifert is a tight end, but you see him flex out wide or go into motion behind the line, all H-back duties, along with an increased role in the blocking game. New edition John Lovett is an interesting type. Remember, one trait of H-backs is freak athleticism, and these flex guys have a number of different roles. Well, Lovett originally started out as a quarterback, And in fact, in the official waiver claim, he is listed as a quarterback. He went to Princeton and went undrafted in 2019. Tony Pauline of the draft analyst said Lovett is a terrific athlete, but was a marginal quarterback at the small school level. He has the size and ability to transition to the tight end position and is worth a spot on a team's practice squad. It's worth noting that the Packers did bring him in for an official pre-draft visit last year. Now, will he make the team? That remains to be seen, but we can clearly see that the Packers are interested in developing the H-back role on the offense much the same way that they brought in running back after running back last year in the preseason. Meanwhile, there has been a flurry of other roster moves. They released fullback Jordan Jones and guard Cole Madison, who was a fifth-round pick in 2018 and actually made the roster last year, but failed his physical this week. The Packers used three draft picks on interior linemen this year, albeit late-round draft picks, which did make Madison's return unlikely. They also placed linebacker Curtis Bolton and offensive tackle Yash Neidjman on the physically unable to perform list, and added guards Simon Stepaniak and running back Patrick Taylor to the non-football injury list. Now, these four injured players do count toward the team's active roster. Under the new COVID-19 guidelines, teams have to turn down to 80 players instead of the usual 90 by August 16th. If new addition John Lovett passes his physical, the Packers roster will be at 87. So technically, the Packers will have to make seven cuts somewhere. However, the practice squad has been expanded, so this really isn't an issue. Just move some backups and rookies to the practice squad. And in some mysterious way, this helps everyone stay safe from the coronavirus. I'm not going to talk about the players that were added to the COVID list. That's not news. Unless they somehow die, those three guys will be fully recovered by the time football season even starts, if it does. Do keep an eye out, during whatever semblance of preseason we get, on two position battles. That would be wide receiver and backup quarterback. Behind Devontae Adams, we have Al Mazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Equinemius St. Brown, Jake Kumaro, Reggie Bagleton, Malik Taylor, Daryl Stewart, and probably a couple other guys I forgot. Technically, Darius Shepard is still in the practice squad somehow, and Jamon Moore isn't. After spending a first-round pick on quarterback Jordan Love, you'd think he'd have the backup position locked up. Eh, not so fast. With virtually no preseason this year, veteran experience is going to count for a lot. Last year's QB2, Tim Boyle, might have a chance to win back his job, and that really might not be a bad decision for Packers' leadership. With Green Bay likely to retain three quarterbacks— they will have to make a sacrifice somewhere else on the roster. Jordan Love did arrive in Green Bay this week and has started working out with his fellow rookies. Wisconsin's WFRV scored an interview with Love just a couple days ago. The strange sounds you'll hear in the background are Love working out. And if you haven't seen this interview yet, I'll let you know that as the voiceover is telling you that Love has not met his teammates yet, the video shows him shaking hands with running back A.J. Dillon. continuing to lift weights together.
3: He's here. Jordan Love is finally in Green Bay. Love didn't know what to expect come draft day. However, being a part of the green and gold is more than he can imagine.
0: Awesome. You know, I've definitely learned a lot more about the Packers and the organization since I got picked up by him.
3: He'll be behind one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Aaron Rodgers, and he's eager to soak it all in.
0: As much as I can, you know, um, just kind of leave that open and just learn as much as I can, really.
3: If you're wondering if he feels pressure learning from Rodgers, the answer is simple.
0: I think it's just pressure that's going to make you better, you know. Um, it's going to just elevate my game to that next level uh, be able to learn from him.
3: Many wonder how the new quarterback's relationship with Rodgers will be, and if it will be reminiscent of Favre and Rodgers' early days.
0: All I could do is, you know, be a great teammate and just who I am so I could do
3: with this unusual offseason many rookies are trying to keep their training up and for Jordan Love here at Synergy he's just looking to get off on the right foot.
0: It's been a really different offseason um, I, mean, I wouldn't know what it'd be like without it but um, I'd say it's been different.
3: Love hasn't been able to meet his teammates due to COVID-19.
0: Go. That's something that, you know, once you finally get together, you're just gonna have to, you know, take it and run with it. Huh. Do what you can with it. Control what you control.
3: So what's it finally feel like to make it to the NFL?
2: But a feeling you know you, you know you've worked for it and you gotta continue to work for it. That does it for today's episode for more in-depth analysis and a look at Packer's strategy. Make sure you're subscribed to the PackerNet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and follow the Packernet Podcast on Facebook. My name is J.J. Leahy, and this has been the Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update. Support for this podcast comes from Overtime Media.